0: Hello, I'm Dr. Sarah L. Webb, your host for the Colorism Healing Podcast, providing you with the audio experience for all things colorism, which sometimes includes all things. These audio sessions are also available in video format on the Colorism Healing YouTube channel, where you can also see some of my quirky facial expressions and other visuals. Whatever social media platforms you prefer, be sure to like, share, subscribe, or follow to show your support for this labor of love. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Sincerely, Sarah. Healing.org, and I'm here today with a very special guest for an interview, and her name is Janice Ledette but she also happens to be my mother. So hello, how are you? Hello, hello Sarah. <laughs> how are you? Good. Um, so I interviewed my sister recently, not too long ago, um, and I also wanted to bring in my mother's perspective. I've interviewed her on the website before, um, but I wanted to kind of update and revisit um, this conversation with the mother-daughter um, perspective on colorism. And so you and your family are also from Southwest Louisiana, yes, mm-hmm. Lafayette area, Lafayette, uh, yeah, Louisiana. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And um, just like you and I are different skin tones, a lot of your family members come in a range of a variety of skin tones, um, aunts, uncles. Um, so growing up in South Louisiana, Southwest Louisiana, and living in a multicolored family, how do you think your ideas and attitudes about skin color or colorism developed throughout your life?
1: Well, growing up, the time that I grew up in, and I recognized early on that it was something that was a concern, you know, for me, okay? but it was so prevalent during that time. You know? It was just so normal to, you know, say, oh, that, that, black, that black child, and not mean black as far as African American, but dark skin, mm-hmm. you know, it was just so prevalent and again, where I'm from, um, I wouldn't be considered light skinned by most people, you know, because we had people that looked whiter than, whiter than white people actually looked, mm-hmm. that were considered black people, so it was a little different than what perhaps the world thinks of light skinned people today, but nonetheless, it was very, very prevalent, almost not a lot, you know, you just um, accepted it, mm-hmm. although you knew that it was wrong. And I guess I was fortunate because my mother, who had dark skin and light-skinned kids, never used terms to describe us in different tones. She just always loved us the way we were. So I didn't grow up in a family that divided themselves based on light skin, dark skin. We just never did. And actually in our neighborhood, we had light-skinned and dark-skinned people too. And it seems like the neighborhood I grew up in too, we just embraced each other. But definitely, we knew that it was there. We knew that it wasn't popular or cool or um, more acceptable to be the darker skinned one.
0: And so, you're obviously a mother, too. Yes. Mm -hmm. But all of your children have been adults for quite some time now. Mm -hmm. Yes. (laughs) Yay for us. Um, Yay for me. (laughs) Yay for you. (laughs) Um, But because of that, you have the perspective of being able to look at the entirety. Of your children's childhood, from their birth up until their adulthood, and so and then, since it was a while ago, you've had ample time to kind of reflect on their childhoods maybe um I wonder if there's anything about colorism and raising children specifically that you learned along the way, or maybe that you didn't recognize at the time, but like as you reflect back and can recognize um any uh that you learned along the way or that you could share with other parents maybe you are currently raising children that you didn't know or that you did know that you would like to share?
1: Well I'd like to um, emphasize uh, the fact that children know okay at a young or younger age and we give them credit for mm-hmm. they know they perceive they feel so you know I think it's important that we talk to our children at a young age and, and if we see colorism that we call it out you know we don't ignore it we do what we can to Make it a better situation for your child, but maybe the next child, too. So don't ignore the the pain that your children are feeling. Because I, I, I sense that parents see colorism, and it's such a difficult topic to talk about. Maybe if you talk to a friend about it, they'll say, oh, well, no. Nah, they'll go back and say that you're jealous, you know. If you have a dark-skinned daughter, and you're saying, well, it, it seems to me the teacher's a little, you know, biased toward my daughter, you know. Mm-hmm. Don't ignore it, because it's probably true, mm-hmm. you know. There's research to back that up. That's right, and there are things that you can do to make sure that you're there for your child, you know. Um, And and in my situation, I, unconsciously and consciously, I guess, and unconsciously, because I wasn't, I was raised where I had different backgrounds, different tones in my family, so, Mm -hmm. and we never felt within the family unit any tension. And so for me, unconsciously, um, I didn't put a lot of effort into sitting down with the kids, but I certainly made sure that my darker-skinned child, you, knew that she was beautiful, you know. Um, I didn't overemphasize it for the sake of overemphasizing it because she was dark, because I really thought she was beautiful, (laughs) you know. But I wouldn't say that it didn't cross my mind that she probably needed some extra encouragement, you know. And so don't be afraid to do that. If that's needed to. Mm-hmm. So there's a story that you told me and uh, I've told it uh-huh. a few times but I think it'd be
0: good for people to hear you tell that story since you yes. are the one, it's your memory. Yes, I don't memory. actually have the memory. It's a very
1: very vivid memory. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was mm-hmm. in the, uh, someone that in our family was in the hospital mm-hmm. and uh, we were there visiting with that individual and uh, my aunt um, from Louisiana was visiting also, and Sarah was five, and Jandelle was about seven. Jandel was my other daughter, and so Sarah was playing on the floor in the hospital room, and, and my aunt said, Oh, Janice, you have two, two girls. That one there, that's, she's going to break some hearts. You're going to have to watch out for her, meaning my lighter-skinned daughter. And my little five-year-old beautiful daughter um, said, That's because she light-skinned. And she didn't look up. She didn't, you know, challenge the person. She just automatically playing like a child would at five. And she said, that's because she's light skinned. But I heard her, you know, and that had a profound effect on me, Mm -hmm. you know, that a child at five had already, through examples maybe on TV, probably things I didn't even know she had been told at school, Mm -hmm. already recognized that if you're lighter, then people are going to talk more favorably about you, mm-hmm. you know. No matter how talented you are, you know. Mm-hmm. So that's the story, and it's a true story. It's a true story. Yeah, yeah. It's,
0: it's very. It's more
1: effective when you tell it. Okay. <laughs> so I'm going to let you tell it. Okay, I'm, I'm, I'm just going <laughs> to okay. confirm you about yeah. yeah. that story. Well, one of the things I like to say is that I took a, I took a lot of pride in my children altogether, you know, but. I guess you can take it as something that was um, maybe funny or, you know, kind of strange. But I I got a lot of questions about my darker skinned kids when my lighter skinned daughter was not present. You know, like, are they yours? Or uh, Mm -hmm. who's those little chocolate, actual words, who's those little chocolate kids? They're mine. You know, I was Mm -hmm. so proud to to say that. It's like I I somehow believe that God did it that way because both the same father same mother, you know, and I had a dark-skinned son, a lighter-skinned daughter, and then a darker-skinned daughter. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I tell you, I think that God made it that way so that we could see—I could see more clearly, you know—the effects of it on, on on people and children, and 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 advocate for it. You know, and I'm so blessed to have my daughters, both of them, but Sarah with the blog and and her speaking engagements and everything, advocating for the relief of colorism, the recognition of it and then the eventual the healing of it, which you know takes time. So but I just just couldn't wait to say, yes, she's mine. <laughs> you know. Because I knew what people were thinking. You know, and so I made sure they knew that she's mine and, and yes, I'm I'm proud of her. I'm just curious, are,
0: do you have any colorism like pet peeves? Like things, mm-hmm. So colorism happens in many ways. It's manifested in many mm-hmm. ways. But anything in particular that really just gets under your skin, you know, pun intended, um, when it comes to colorism?
1: Well, I guess my pet peeve is, is, mm-hmm. a, is, a, is, a, is a giant one because it covers other areas of life. Yeah, it's I hate denial mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. it exists. Mm-hmm. And that's the yeah. biggest thing for me is mm-hmm. that it's no such thing I never experienced it. Mm. Um, you're jealous, mm. you know, whatever, you know. Mm, yeah. It's the lack of acknowledgement that it does exist and that it, it's it's in our community. We don't have to go outside of the community. It's right there, down your street, mm. in your schools, in your church, okay? Yeah, yeah. Um. And, and yet you say you've never seen it. Mm. If you've lived, you've seen it. <laughs> you know, I'm serious, you know. And and that's my pet peeve is denial that it that it exists and denying and in denying it exists you deny the suffering of, of countless people that have suffered um, throughout the throughout the years mm-hmm. you know so that's my pet peeve is denial that it that the existence of colorism is there and it's been around for a long time and it's gonna be around
0: mm-hmm. yeah I think denial denial is one of my big ones too mm-hmm. and obviously as someone who blogs about colorism and like mm-hmm. works as you know an activist against colorism that is the first hurdle, mm-hmm. is um, making people aware that this is a phenomenon. Um, mm-hmm. A lot of people, um, it's willful ignorance a lot of times. They mm-hmm. just don't want. And so I try not to spend my efforts with people who, like, who really know inside but just right. want to say right. that it doesn't right. exist because exactly. they want to dismiss the conversation. Um, I'm more focused on the people who might, be, who might not have,
1: Thought about about it, but who are open to it. Right. Yeah, Yeah. and I meet a lot of those people too. And I'm surprised sometimes that the people, when I talk about colorism and about your blog and situations, I'm surprised at some of the people that are open to it Mm -hmm. and that start to tell you their stories. Yeah. You know, it's just amazing to me, you know. And um, fortunately for me, you know, I, uh, with my children, I have advocates, you know, and all, not just Sarah, you know, but my daughter, Jandelle, Mm -hmm. you know, she's an advocate for healing, you know, and, 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 um, strengthening, um, young people and older people who have experienced that because it doesn't die when you grow older, it it continues, Mm -hmm. you know, so, um, fortunately, um, I have an opportunity to also heal along with my daughters, Mm -hmm. you know, because it's not just Sarah, it's, it's Jandale and my son, Anthony, Mm -hmm. you know,
0: yeah, so it definitely affects the, our sons too, Um, um, and I'm curious, so I like the fact that you talked about uh, healing and mm-hmm. in, in relationship to denial, because we know um, that without acknowledgement and acceptance, like mm-hmm. there is no healing. Right. So I almost right. like um, pity people who are in constant denial of it, because right. then they are not allowing themselves the opportunities to heal from things that they might be repressing.
1: Right. Um, mm-hmm. So acknowledgement and acceptance, of to and to, doing and, and, to out and to advocate for the issue of colorism for it to be done with, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not to say, you, there's nothing else that you would advocate for. Right. You know, you can walk and chew gum at the same time, you know. Mm-hmm. You can uh, fight for this cause and still be against uh, police brutality and race, racism, etc. Mm-hmm. You know, it doesn't negate those, you know. But um, if we don't address colorism, then, you know, we're doing a disservice to our, our people, our community. Mm-hmm. you Because know? it starts with us. Yes, it starts with us
0: I like that Mm -hmm. saying Um, so we're going to wrap up the interview and I want to see if there are any last um, thoughts or comments you would like the audience to know about colorism from your
1: perspective well I'm going to reemphasize the fact that that it's not going away Mm -hmm. and unfortunately um, it's probably going to be around forever Mm -hmm. (laughs) as long as there's people on the the Mm -hmm. earth there's going to be some form of colorism you know, And people
0: um, say the same thing about racism. Right, exactly, exactly.
1: Cor- correct. But um, again, don't ignore it. But do more than just not ignore it. Advocate for it to stop if you see it. Um, do what you can do to make it better for someone that you see is being denied a job, being denied a part in a play, you know, and you know they're the best candidate, etc., you know, someone may be prejudiced against them because their skin is darker, then, you know, I feel you, have, you you have to do more than just talk about it. You have to say, well, you know, have you ever considered the other candidate, you know? Um, so just be bold and, and and know that you can make a difference. It's Just just like my daughter, Jandelle, you know, she uh, has made it our life's pr- purpose to be involved, you know, as a lighter-skinned sister, you know, with the fight. And, and I, I venture to say again that Many of you have seen it, you know, and, and have ignored it. Mm-hmm. Don't anymore. That's what we're asking. We're asking you not to ignore because somebody's little girl somewhere, you know, needs you to say, well, I'm, I'm beautiful too, you know. And it's okay to purpose. It's okay to purpose to make the difference. It's okay to say when someone comes up to two children, one lighter and one dark and says, Susie, the lighter skin, you have you have so, such beautiful hair. Look at you. It's okay for you to say like i've said you are just absolutely beautiful and jane look at you girl you are just absolutely fabulous it's okay you know to do that and to make that difference all right thank you it's- you're welcome. you I hope I've helped. Yeah, I think so. And I also
0: want to encourage all of you to um, continue to study colorism, continue to learn about it, um, and talk to other people about it, share this video, visit the website, um, take a look at the writing contest and the database if you want to do more research on it. Um, there's, a, there's a lot more material out there on colorism that I try to provide, but that many other people that I'm, you know, meeting more people every day who are doing work on colorism, um, across the world, actually. Um, so hopefully this is not the last time that you engage with this issue, um, and I hopefully will see you again soon. Right. Bye-bye.
1: She hummed. My mom hummed uh, down the street, and when she walked through the house, it was a hum.
0: Mmm. Mm-hmm.
1: And I just love that hum. <laughs> And like I said before, she'd be the first one down the street in the morning. We were still in bed. She had already gone to the store and back. And then when she got to the corner, you could hear, hey, Miss So and so. Hey, Miss Jean, I'ma I'm send Janice over there later on to help you with that with your groceries. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. But they but she gotta go, she and Gail gotta go go pick them figs over there for cousin Rose first, you know. But law, that sound was just beautiful, you know. Mm-hmm. And then when she stepped on the porch,
0: mmm
1: Mm -hmm. just through the house you know i loved it i loved it
0: Hey, again, before you go, I just want to say thank you for listening to this episode. If you enjoyed it, please share it with someone you know. I hope you can tune in for the next one. And until then, I'm wishing you lots of love.